Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Ladies and gentlemen, in this video, we're going to be debunking nine reasons why people think they drink alcohol. Now, really, there are no reasons to drink alcohol. There's never a good reason to consume a drug. Sadly, this is nothing but drug addiction, and all of these things are justifications. But the thing is, is that when you can see past the justifications, when you can see what's really going on here, you then become so much more in control of the situation because you're not lying to yourself anymore. So this video is going to be so powerful, but also it's going to be a hard one to swallow. So if you're up for a challenge, you definitely want to watch this video. Kicking things off with perhaps the biggest myth of all. Alcohol makes social events fun. You know, the the night out at the bar, the restaurant, the birthday party, the wedding reception, the concert, the barbecue, the holiday gathering. Well, none of this would be the same without drinking, right? Wherever there's alcohol, it seems like people are having a blast. How could you possibly argue that alcohol doesn't make these events more fun. Now, this is another classic case of correlation, not equaling causation. Just because alcohol is generally present at fun social events does not mean that it is responsible for making these events fun. Rather, these events are inherently special and fun by themselves. You meet up with other people that you like. Often, you're the half. Catch up with friends, enjoy some good food, listen to music, dance, or engage in other pleasant activities. Now, the truth is, is that you would have had a good time even without the booze. Just like when you went to parties as a child and there was no alcohol whatsoever. The booze just piggybacks on the occasion and deceives you into thinking that it's somehow responsible for these good times. In case you still have any doubt that it's not the alcohol itself that's fun, do me a favor. If you still drink next time you're alone without anybody present, I want you to concentrate on the drink itself. Close your eyes and imagine it as it's moving along your mouth and down your throat. And be fully present as you ingest this poison. And then tell me which part of all of this is fun. And I promise you, you will not be able to because there is zero fun in alcohol. Just as you won't find fun in drinking, you won't find relaxation either. What alcohol does is it numbs the senses and it's a high enough dose can make you more or less oblivious to everything around you. But the thing is, is to really relax, you have to address the root cause of whatever it is that's not allowing you to relax. If you're having problems at work, deal with them. And if you can't deal with them, ask for help or go to a colleague or quit. You've got to do something about it. If your body is sore, Have a massage, go to a sauna, rest, apply a heating pad, do some stretching. And if your head is still spinning from a busy day at the office, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, lie down in the quiet, in the darkness, let your mind quiet down. So whatever it is that's not allowing you to relax, deal with it directly, and then you'll be relaxed. But the sad thing is, is the idea that a mild toxin like ethanol can somehow magically solve whatever it is that's bothering you and thereby relax you is frankly wishful thinking. What alcohol will do is simply numb you down temporarily. At sufficiently high doses, it will make you inattentive and non-responsive to your surroundings. All the while, whatever tension or irritation was preventing you from relaxing in the first place is still there, unresolved. There is nothing relaxing about alcohol whatsoever. After debunking the myth of alcohol as a relaxant myth, we come on to its polar opposite. Alcohol is a stimulant or performance enhancer. Now it is true, 
that low doses of alcohol can have a slightly stimulating effect on certain physiological functions. For example, after one drink, you can expect your resting heart rate to increase by about 5 beats per minute. This effect can last up to several hours and gives us the illusion that we are somehow energized, lit up, on fire, whatever you want to call it. But the reality is very different. Even at low to moderate doses, alcohol dramatically impairs certain functions necessary for productive and sustained work. The ability to take stock of your situation, plan, control your impulses, all this starts to suffer from the very first drink. Your motor skills also start to decline and reaction times start to increase. In other words, you become slower to react to events in your environment. How any of this possibly can be linked to improved performance is obvious. It cannot. Now, being brave or courageous means tackling your fears head on. So there's something that scares you, you're really tempted to back out and you go ahead with it anyway. Let's take a standard example like bungee jumping. Let's say you really want to go bungee jumping, but you're scared. How good would you feel with yourself if you managed to push through your fear, get out of your comfort zone, and then take the jump? Now, not only would it feel amazing, but the next time you went to bungee jump, the whole thing would feel just this much less scary. And if you managed to work through the fear and jump again, the third time would be a little bit less scary, and so on, and so on, and so on. And before you knew it, you'd be jumping with hardly any fear at all. Now, what alcohol does is it blunts your fear. It temporarily numbs your brain so that you don't feel the fear. So by definition, it can't make you brave. Because bravery means working through your fear. Now, going back to the bungee jumping example, let's say that you decided to take the easy way out before your first bungee jump. You had a few drinks to the point that you felt little to none of that healthy fear you otherwise would. Does this really count as bravery if you then jump? Obviously not. But even worse, what about the next time you want to jump without the benefit of the drink? Will your fear and stress levels be lower than the first time? If you take the jump sober the second time around, then the answer is obvious. Your fear will be worse the second time around. Can you see where I'm going with this? In short, not only will alcohol not make you brave or courageous, but it will actually stop you from developing these fearless traits. Again, Another common stereotype that is so widely perpetuated in Hollywood and other popular culture. We often see quirky, creative, and generally unconventional, but very interesting people drinking. Sometimes they're depicted drinking socially, but other times to the point where it is a problem. It really doesn't matter that much. The critical implication is that drinking is somehow intrinsically linked to being a talented or special or otherwise very interesting person. Kind of like a chicken, an egg, where it's not exactly clear who made whom. Did the drinking make the person or the person make the drinking? Whatever the case, the stereotype is that there is a genuine and deep connection between drinking and being some sort of special or interesting person. A good example is Stephen King, whose story we've covered in a previous video. If you click up here, you can go ahead and watch that video now. But King desperately wanted to stop drinking. But one of his biggest fears was that he wouldn't be able to write anymore. What he feared is that he'd lose his creative side, become dull and boring, and be unable to ever write again. Now, of course, when he finally stopped drinking alcohol, he quickly realized that his fears were entirely false. He quickly resumed writing and would go on to publish some of his most successful books while sober. And in the process, he saved his health, his well-being, his sanity, and won back his family, who were on the verge of giving up on him. In his own words, quote, the idea that creative endeavor and mind-altering substances are intertwined is one of the great pop intellectual myths of our time. Substance-abusing writers are just substance abusers. 
common garden variety drunks and druggies, in other words. And he claims that the drugs and alcohol are necessary to dull a finer sensibility of the usual self-serving BS. I've heard alcoholic snowplow drivers make the same claim. They, they drink to steal the demons. In reality, alcohol can make you no more talented, special, or interesting than you already are. If anything, you can be sure that drinking will slowly but steadily degrade your cognitive functioning and erase some of the best aspects of your personality, like your ability to use your judgment, think clearly and objectively, focus, plan long-term and from all angles, take control of your life, be an inspiration to others, and so many more things. Far from making you more interesting, in the long term, booze will only dumb you down, reducing you to a lesser version of your previous self. Now, this goes hand in hand with what we looked at to kick off the video, alcohol and social events. We saw that it's not the alcohol that makes the social events fun. Instead, alcohol tends to be served at pleasurable social events. And it's this close association between fun social events and the alcohol that misleads people into thinking that alcohol is responsible for it at all. It's the same with social relationships. Because alcohol is served in social events or venues where people open up and start chatting, this can again lead to the illusion that it's the alcohol itself that allows the socializing. If you actually think about it for just a minute, you'll see how absurd this is. Our societies are based on a massive web of relationships that allows them to even operate in the first place. Now, we are, by our very nature, social species that often live in massive megacities of several million people. Was all of this made possible by alcohol? Well, of course not. People had been socializing and building relationships with each others for tens of thousands of years before alcohol came along. On balance, alcohol is actually responsible for the large-scale destruction of social relationships. In many cases, alcohol threatens the very social fabric that holds our societies together. If you look at the massive numbers of broken homes and divorces that alcohol abuse causes, the violent crimes, the social isolation, you see that alcohol is arguably the number one cause of destruction of human relationships today. Well, is it now? Tell me that the next time that you try to crawl out of your bed with a hangover, swearing to yourself that you will never drink again. Or when you look back at the silly things that you did the previous night and cringe. When all is said and done, alcohol isn't really that much fun. Sure, you might get a bit tipsy and giggly, and that's if you haven't yet developed tolerance, which you will sooner or later. But keep on drinking and the giggles will soon give way to feeling numb, sleepy and tired. There is absolutely nothing fun about that. On balance, alcohol is a fun destroyer. It will drive you away from truly fun and fulfilling activities and take you time and time again back to the same place, the bar or the liquor store, where you end up ingesting more of the poison and hang out with the same bunch of slaves to alcohol as always. Again, if you're still drinking, I want you to be very present and focused on yourself next time that you're in this situation. Observe yourself, the sensations in your body and your emotional state as you're drinking. It will then take you a very short time to realize that there is no real fun in booze. One of the most enduring societal myths about alcohol is that it somehow helps us power through our problems. That it gives us that little boost that we need to cut through adversity and make it through the other side. Now, this myth has become so ingrained in popular culture that we don't even notice it anymore. Think about how many Hollywood movies that you've seen where the main hero comes home after a long, hard day of work. Perhaps they're a high-powered attorney or a daring cop or something like that. What's the first thing that they do as soon as they get home? Well, they always seem to pour themselves a drink. The sad truth is that, for better or for worse, 
Alcohol can actually do absolutely nothing to help you cope with your problems. How would a toxin like ethanol ever do such a thing? If you want to de-stress and take your mind off things, well, there are plenty of ways to do that that don't involve alcohol. And if you actually want to focus on your problems in order to solve them quicker, then alcohol is just about the worst possible thing that you can do. It will slow you down, it will cloud your judgment and impair your discipline. You are almost guaranteed to not solve your problems under the influence of alcohol. Now, it is true that alcohol can make you forget things like completely forget things as in pitch black darkness, blackouts. And this often happens when you get very drunk. You wake up the next day and you don't remember a thing, even though you were fully conscious and appeared coherent to those around you at the time. Alcohol can destroy short-term memory formation in this way. And the more you drink, the more you can mess up your memory. In advanced stages, the damage will be at least partially irreversible. But this is a completely different type of memory loss than forgetting about your problems. Forgetting about your problems is a conscious decision that you make. It's a goal that you set and achieving it is a desired outcome. Messing up your short-term memory in the form of blackouts or poor recollection of past events is not desirable and will not help you in any way. It's simply the visible symptom of your brain being destroyed by a neurotoxin like ethanol. And listen, it gets worse than that. Often drinking will not only not make you forget your problems, it will actually magnify their importance. It will bring them smack in the center of your conscious awareness so that you can't think of anything other than the things that you're trying to forget. You see, alcohol can induce what some cognitive researchers have informally called cognitive myopia. This means that alcohol can restrict the intoxicated person's attention to things that are already salient in their consciousness. Like, for example, the person with whom they are having a chat at the moment, or a burning desire that they have, or a pressing problem. It restricts their attention to the salient stimulus at the expense of everything else. And alcohol becomes more likely to restrict your attention inwards to things like pressing problems, if you're drinking alone and can't be distracted by other people in your surroundings. So what ends up happening, instead of forgetting, you become focused on and unable to see past your problem. Researchers believe that this might be part of the reason why alcohol consumption is so widespread among suicide victims. By some statistics, alcohol is involved in the death of up to 36% of men and 28% of women who took their own lives, which is pretty shocking stuff. And if you want to find out more about this topic, I've linked to another video in the description for you to check out. Now, to well and truly get away from your problems, at least for a while, you can try some of the time-tested methods that do not involve booze. Things like hitting the gym, taking a long walk out in nature, picking up the phone and calling a friend or loved one that you've not spoken to in a while, indulging yourself in your favorite hobby or pastime, meditation, observing surroundings for a few minutes, staying present in the here and now. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.